All right, greetings from the Oahu Church of Christ. My name is Jackson Chang, and uh, I want to thank you for joining me uh, in this podcast series, Refined by Fire, which looks at the Apostle Peter and the journey of his faith. Uh, some of the goals in trying to put this podcast series together that I was thinking about was one, uh, to help us to look at Peter's spiritual journey. And hopefully it inspires us to grow in our faith a little bit. Uh, another uh, goal that I thought would be neat is to look at character studies and as a tool for our own personal Bible study. So hopefully at the end of this podcast series, uh, you can feel like, man, I could do the same thing that we did with Peter on other characters like Paul or Jesus or Philip or even some of the Old Testament characters because I think God puts the different people in our lives um, or in the Bible to help us to connect with him and to bring his message to us. You know, a, a third uh, goal uh, that I had for this podcast series and even future podcasts for the churches, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There are a lot of excellent uh, podcasts that are out there. And so what is going to distinguish uh, the pro- podcasts that we do um, from those that are out there? And one of the things I thought would be good was to help the church to get to know each other more, right? To connect with each other. So with different guests that I'll be bringing on to the podcast, you get to learn a little bit more about about them. Um so joining me today is a great friend of mine, Art Owada. Uh, he has served as the president of the church's board of directors um, for a while. And both him and I uh, just finished and uh, serving on the board. Um, but he is uh, also serving uh, on the ministry advisory group, or the MAG, uh, which is the leadership team of the church. Uh, as well as a house church leader, and he also leads a Ohana group uh, in town. So, Art, um, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, and uh, I thought, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that uh, you've been baptized uh, and been in the church for a long time, probably the longest uh, in the church here. But, yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Jackson. Well, first of all, let me say it's great to be part of your podcast. I appreciate you doing it and all the work you're putting into it. I think it's going to be a very encouraging series and a chance for us to really dig into the scriptures more, too. So uh, let me just start off by saying that. But uh, yes, I've been a disciple for quite a while. Um, Had the privilege to be around the days of Peter, James, and John. Actually, (laughs) not quite that long, but... uh, Uh, Actually, I became a disciple in my junior year of college at the University of Colorado. And believe it or not, I was actually against the church and disagreed with some of the things on conversion until I really studied it out, um, had a lot of debates with people, and then did a lot of reading, and not only in the scriptures, but uh, with other sources. So, um, but anyway, it's been 40 amazing years, a lot of ups and downs. But one thing I do know that God is faithful and I know it's all because of God's grace. So it's uh, 
been an amazing time. Amen. Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I should have had you on the last podcast because that was when we were talking about Peter's conversion. So you must have been right there. <laughs> but um, remember it well. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right in into the theme scripture for the series, which is 1 Peter 1 verses 3 through 9. And it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And this is a great scripture, I think, mm -hmm. very fitting yeah. for uh, our times. Um, that, uh, you know, in life we may have to suffer. Uh, different trials and go through different momentary troubles. But if we persevere, uh, our faith will grow and ultimately that faith will give us hope of one day receiving salvation of our souls. Um, you know, so I really like that scripture in terms of, you know, all the different things that have been going on uh, with us today with the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic. Uh, I know here in Hawaii, just the unemployment rate and, uh, you know, a lot of um, financial difficulties that people will have to go through. Uh, but even nationwide <clears throat> with uh, uh, racial tension and different things that are going on. Uh, I think we we can see that life will have its um, trials. Um, so just as a, a recap, as we said, you know, last time we looked at how Peter became one of Jesus' first disciples and how he had to overcome sinfulness in his life to be able to see Jesus clearly. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at overcoming doubt. Um, Doubt is what resides in our minds. And, you know, a lot of times it comes from fears, right? And there are different things that we face in life that will cause us to doubt. Um, so what do, what do you think about having doubts in your faith, Art? Well, uh, <clears throat> I'd like to say that I'm glad that you're having these questions because I think it's so important that when we have our times with God and reading the scriptures that we ask ourselves some deep questions and how it relates to us and how we could apply the Bible. And uh, I hope that, you know, the questions that you have, we could be thinking about the same things when we study the scriptures and right. when we meditate on it. So I think that's a great thing. As far as uh, doubts, I think uh, we all have them. Mm -hmm. it, it's something that is part of the journey. 
And yet, to me, doubts are neither good or bad. Um, I look at doubts as what do, what do we do with those doubts? Mm. Do we you know really try to get the answers and ask for God's help and seek to understand, or do we give up mm-hmm. and uh, you know move on to uh, to worldly and selfish things? So I think that's just my first impression when you ask uh, how I feel about doubts. Yeah, what what kind of doubts have you had in your life? Wow, there's a lot of doubts. I think that. <laughs> We, we end up going through, uh, they could range from intellectual doubts, mm-hmm. you know, doubting, was there an Adam and an Eve? How was creation really, uh, how did it really happen? Um, doubts about God's timing sometimes, you know, I just wonder like, why is this happening to me? Or uh, why can't God answer me faster? Uh, so, you know, you, you doubt if God's really gonna come through or uh, what is God's plan? Mm. Um, you know, sometimes many of us look at why is there suffering in the world and that mm. may cause us to doubt. But again, I think it's all about seeking to find out the answers instead of just letting the doubts overcome us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, one of the things um, when I studied the Bible or before I became a Christian, I was more kind of agnostic. So I had a lot of questions about God, religion, and, and just seemed like, you know, never got the answers. Uh, so it kind of left me on the fence. Uh, I had a hard time thinking that there is no God just because, I mean, just life itself and the universe was pretty amazing to think that it just kind of happened by chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't take that full step to just go, oh, I really believe in God because I'm like, I don't see him. Uh, and I have all these different questions that doesn't seem to uh, be answered. And, and, and going through that, I think it, it does help me to view doubt kind of like what you said as, as something that what you do with it can help you to grow in, in your faith. Some of the doubts that I have now is, is more of, you know, should I do this or, you know, like, uh, why, uh, you know, who am I to, to do a podcast series or who am I, you know, to serve in this capacity in the church or that. And, and so there's, there's other different doubts too. We'll be looking at that in Peter's life. So let's jump into um, uh, Matthew. And we're primarily going to be uh, in the book of Matthew today. Um, and Matthew 14 is the passage that we're going to be looking at, Matthew 14, uh, verse 22. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So just to give you a little context of what's going on here, um, Jesus just heard that John the Baptist was beheaded. And so there's a lot of things that kind of was going on uh, in his heart. After hearing the news, uh, Jesus was trying to have a little bit of time for himself Uh, perhaps to mourn or to pray. But the crowds kept coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And and having compassion on them, uh, he stayed with them and 
heal their sick and end up feeding the 5,000 men. So when we get to Matthew 14, verse 22, Jesus finally gets a chance to go off by himself and have a little time to pray to God and to really mourn for John the Baptist and what happened to him. In a parallel passage in John chapter 6, we learn that the apostles actually rolled out about three to four miles. So during all that time, Jesus probably spent a good couple of hours praying on the mountainside to God. What, what do you think is something you see about Jesus in this? I think, well, number one, that Jesus had feelings. He, mm. he cared for people. He wanted to help. Uh, he was saddened by the death of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's easy for us to look at Jesus as some sort of uh, Superman, right? And that's, we think of him as, oh, the son of God, and he can handle anything. But uh, I think one of the things that uh, we can see is that, yeah, he, he had emotions. Uh, he felt things, and he needed time to process, process them. And the great thing about him is that he went to his prayer. Um, you know, and, and that's convicting for me because a lot of times when I'm faced with different stresses or different things in life, I don't necessarily turn to God in prayer. I, a lot of times I turn to myself and go by whatever strength I have. Um, but yeah, that's a great thing about Jesus. Reading on Matthew 14 and verse 25, it says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. So imagine if you were with Peter. Uh, what would you have thought if you were on that boat? Wow, I think I'd be like the, the rest of them there that it says they were terrified. Mm. And um, I mean, I can't imagine being on a small boat with strong winds and waves for hours and hours. And now we're talking about the wee hours of the morning. And, uh, you know, they see Jesus walking on the, the water and they don't even know what it is. They thought it's a ghost at first. But uh, I think just that word terrified is a great word. Just scared out of their minds. Hmm. So let's read on. Verse 27 says, But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. So what do we see here? What do you think, Art? Well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, why would Peter even say that to begin with? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, wow, of all the things to say, but... When you think about it more, it's like, I think Peter must have been so afraid, and but he knew somehow, because maybe before, because Jesus calmed the winds and the waves before uh, and had the power to do that, that because he was so afraid and he just wanted to, uh, he knew Jesus was the answer that he asked Jesus to command him to come out and walk to him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, for me, I, I probably 
be more like one of the other guys. Like, you know, I'm probably thinking, what is he thinking? Is he crazy? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd probably be one cowering in the boat, terrified. Like, oh, is it a ghost still? Yeah, I know it sounds like Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's pretty surprising to see uh, Peter's uh, request. And part of it is is that um, stepping out on faith, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that's something that I think uh, for a lot of us, we probably can apply in our own lives. Uh, how, what are the things that we can do to step out on faith? But what, what do you think, Art? Like in your own life, uh, have you ever felt like there was a time where you stepped out on faith? And, and if so, what was it like? Well, I think for me personally, the two biggest times that <clears throat> I had to step out on faith was uh, making two big moves in my life. So mm. after I uh, graduated from college, uh, a married couple that was in the ministry asked me if I would move out to California with them. Mm. So that was a, a time to definitely step out on faith. I ended up moving to uh, the Los Angeles area. And without a job, uh, my major was in math and secondary education. And in California, they um, required you to have another year of college. So you had to have a five-year credential instead of four years. So <clears throat> I went knowing that I wouldn't even be teaching. And so, you know, it was going into different professions, uh, starting new career, tough choice. And, and moving there. Then later on, ended up moving to Northern California for seven years. And after that, uh, Brock and Ann Roby, who started the church here, uh, who I met in the Bay Area, asked me if I would consider moving to Hawaii. Mm. And so again, picking up all everything that I had and um, going halfway across the ocean uh, to a place I'd never been before and um, you know, just starting over. So those are the, I think the two biggest times when I think I had to really step out in faith, but, um, you know, I don't regret it at all. God definitely, uh, knew what he was doing and, and I felt like my life was really blessed for it. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely fortunate to have you here oh, uh, in you. Hawaii. <laughs> so yeah, I think, yeah, stepping out on faith is kind of scary at times. I think that must've been, uh, what it would, was for Peter just to go, okay, let me uh, step out there. I think um, one of the times for me was uh, going into the ministry. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like it was kind of scary because uh, I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, and, you know, to, to basically give up my job, uh, you know, as, a, as an engineer. Uh, which is something that I went to graduate school for. So one of the things I was thinking about, like, oh, my parents are going to hate me. <laughs> uh, you know, paying for me to go to graduate school. I got my master's degree in mechanical engineering and uh, actually two masters. And, and all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to, um, you know, go <laughs> work in the ministry and get paid half of the salary that I've been getting. Um, They'll probably never forget the moment you had to break the news to them. Yeah, they were definitely not happy. Uh, so that for me was kind of stepping out of faith. Um, and, um, you know, I'll share a little bit more later, but 
you know, I, th I think there's different time points in time in our lives where we're faced with different things and whether we're going to step out on faith uh, or not. But let's read on, Matthew uh, 14, verse 30. Right. It says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. You know, did, did he see the wind? Not really, right? Uh, right? You can't really see it, but you can feel it uh, for sure. So what did he see? The waves mm -hmm. that came. Um, so what did Jesus say was his problem? That he lacked faith. Yeah. Uh, you of little faith, right? Um, why did you doubt? And I think some of the things in kind of this ties into my uh, initial uh, first podcast that talks about spiritual blindness. Uh, because, you know, faith is about what we do not see. Mm. But sometimes the things that we do see can, you know, hinder our faith, can affect our faith. And here, you know, Peter saw uh, the waves because of the wind. And because of that, um, it made him doubt. Yeah. Um, and it had an a impact on uh, his faith. So um, did he all of a sudden lose faith in Jesus? Not really, right? So that, that's, you know, as we were talking about um, stepping out on faith and... and you know, doubts and stuff, it really brought to mind um, something that uh, I went through uh, as a young Christian. I remember I got converted in the campus ministry. And uh, at that time, our, our church was planting different uh, churches in China. And I remember the lead evangelist was sitting down with me and he was talking to me about it and, and how exciting it was. And and part of me thought, oh, man, maybe I can be a part of that since I'm, I'm Chinese. And, you know, and, and he was pretty excited, like, yeah, you know, that, that could be something that maybe God wants you to do and you can be a part of. And I remember he even reached out to the guy who was leading the world sector out there, Scott Green. And he told him, hey, maybe I, I, maybe I got a brother here who uh, might be a good candidate for uh, being out there. And I was, as I was thinking about that, uh, I was pretty excited. But all of a sudden, uh, I started thinking about all the challenges. I was thinking about my student loans. I was thinking about well, how, how am I going to pay that if I go there? Uh, I'm studying engineering, and what am I going to do out there? Uh, I barely speak Chinese. Uh, what are my parents going to think? <laughs> and all these different things, right? And long story short, um, I didn't go. Um, but I think through that, it, it helped me to think about uh, how I didn't step out on faith. And I think that experience shaped 
my resolve and my faith uh, later on when I was asked to go into the ministry uh, that later on I made a decision, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take that step out on faith rather than let the different challenges get in the way. That's really a great story, Jackson. Uh, it just shows how God could work through even our failures and teach us lessons so that he better prepares us for the next time so that we could focus on Jesus. And a scripture that really encourages me is in Hebrews 12, uh, starting in verse 2, where it says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning it to shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Yeah, that's, that is a, a great scripture. Uh, and I think that's a practical for us um, that, uh, especially during trials, you know, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And, you know, it kind of reminds me also of uh, part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount about the wise and foolish builders, right? Matthew 7, uh, verse 24 through 27, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And what's true in both cases both wise and foolish mm. builders is that you know what the storms came so when you think about that what do you think the rain the rising streams and the wind represent in our lives well i think we have a lot of those uh i think they represent the the trials and the doubts that we have the storms in our life those could range from I think that some of the typical storms that we have in our lives deal with relationships. Mm -hmm. When we, whether it's uh, with a significant other, with a, whether it's with someone in the family, a coworker, or whatever, mm -hmm. those are some very strained times. We could have storms and trials in our finances, mm -hmm. uh, especially with this pandemic right now, and a lot of people being unemployed. Uh, health issues seems to be. A very big issue and especially as we get older mm -hmm. uh, and then lastly uh, uh, death you know mm -hmm. it, it's just so, something that we have to face and uh, again as we I get older I see it happening more and more uh, with people that I know hmm yeah and, and I think um, you know doubts is something that can uh, sometimes make us falter in our faith um, but it's also an opportunity for us to take that and turn around and trust God. Mm, yeah. um, so, you know, overcoming doubt. Uh, I was thinking about Jesus when he was tempted in the desert, right? Uh, Satan's first words to him was, if you are the son of God. Right. right? And, and Satan is crafty, but he's, he's basically trying to plant seeds of doubt. Um so, uh, like you said, I think how we overcome doubt, uh, just as Peter had to overcome doubt. I mean, 
look at what Jesus did uh, <clears throat> in that situation. As Peter began to sink, um, Jesus immediately reached out and caught him, right? And sometimes that's what we need to do. Sometimes uh, uh, we have to let Jesus catch us. Um, you know, I think uh, there, there's a phrase that stuck with me after all these years from Gordon Ferguson's book, uh, Victory of Surrender. Uh, let go and let God. Okay. And sometimes we're afraid to step out on faith because we're afraid of the consequences or the challenges uh, to be able to take that leap of faith, right? Um, but the comforting thing with with what we saw is that Jesus is right there. You know, if we fall, he'll be there mm -hmm. to catch us. Amen. Um, and when he does, I think it will give us a lot more confidence uh, and more faith to be able to overcome our doubts. Uh, so Art, you know, we're looking at overcoming doubt. Uh, what are some practical ways that you think uh, we can, what we can do to overcome doubt in our lives? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think first and foremost, it's like we all know, reading the Bible. Mm. Faith comes from hearing yeah. and hearing from the Word of God. So definitely spending good quality time thinking about the Bible, meditating on it, digging deep. I think uh, these character studies are great to pick different people and, and look at what they had to deal with and how they overcame it. I've been looking at Joseph in the Old Testament, mm. and he's just it's an amazing example that faced trials and yet he knew God was with him and it just helps me so much in my life. Mm. Uh, I think praying, uh, being honest with God, uh, telling God how we really feel, uh, it, it, it's amazing how God could work through that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, talking with other people. Yeah, uh, It's great to have friends like yourself, uh, you know, where we could share our feelings and get encouragement to work things out. And so I think there's a lot of things that we could do to help our doubts and, you know, God doesn't leave us hanging, and he's always with us. Yeah, that, that's great. I mean, I think just the basics of uh, having our quiet times, reading, praying, and then, you know, I think God put people in our lives so that we can be open about whatever is going on in our lives. And so that's great. Uh, appreciate uh, just uh, thinking about how we can overcome doubts. Uh, just some reflection questions uh, for us as we uh, close things out. You know, what, what are the storms in your life right now? Uh, what are the things that make you doubt and bring fear in your life? How can you let go and let God catch you? What specific things can you do today to help you overcome your doubt? And remember, it's, I mean, it's a journey, just like it was for Peter. Um, everything may not totally get worked out in a day or two or, or a week or a month or even years. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, I think, where we let our relationship with God carry us through whatever doubts we encounter. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Art, for uh, being a part of this. Great to be here. And uh, I hope uh, you enjoyed our podcast. And the next one we're going to be look, looking at is uh, overcoming worldliness, another moment in Peter's life that I think helped him to grow in his faith 
uh, and in, in his spiritual journey. Amen. Thank yeah. you.